Looking for an assist with your credit card, but you can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, we're going to dive into that mailbag. We're going to peruse around and pull out the greatest thoughts, questions, comments from Beautiful. Nets Nation, netspot at gmail.com. Wow, nice promo, Mike. to the glue guys this is mike here say hello brian hello. check us out on twitter at bk glue guys that's daily.com the athletic get yourself on the paywall the athletic.com slash glue guys of subsidiary of the new york times brad michael did you watch the game on sunday i, did. I feel like that? i feel like i stunned you with my with my pipes there you were you were like were hypnotized <laughs> <laughs> it was the siren's call i watched the game mike it was it's good it's good but i still it's it's leaving me longing these home Ooh, games there's why? so Tell much to get into of course everyone knows why it's the same <laughs> same gd reason it's been all season um, I mean, they're fun, but it's a that rhymed. Know, by the way, it's the same GD reason for the same season. Something yeah, you said that, you, something like that. Um, what are you, yeah, a Sondheim so, over there? Jeez. So while it's fun to like habitually beat up on the lowly Knicks at at Barclays, don't get me wrong, that's fun and watch KD have to you know carry an an insane load in the process. <laughs> uh, that's not. It's not giving me. You know, there's just this this little feeling of doubt and longing that that sure. presides over all of these Barclays games, and I think we know why. We don't have to get too too into. It. I'm sure we will. Should we just get into it? I mean, Kyrie was in the Kyrie's in the front row in a beautiful. Jacket. You mean the Phantom the of the Barclays? The Phantom of the, the Barclays. Phantom of the, the Barclays <laughs> was hanging in the rafters. And I mean, it, it, he was literally his coat was long enough to where it could have been. Yeah, what um, would you call that? Somebody, it was like a duster. Was that a duster? <laughs> it was a duster. The Lord Baltimore coat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, or whatever. Was, wasn't there like a, a Mad Men episode where they go down to Baltimore and there's some like uh, coat apparel company that they're trying to get the account for? It's like London a duster fog. company. London, London fog, fog is fog. the... Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I, um, yeah, the Phantom like, of the Barclays like was there. Like a steel trap. My <laughs> Mad Men for certain. Yeah, for Mad Men. Yeah. Um, but but hey, uh, we're gonna get into Kyrie. Alex Schiffer's gonna do a pop on. Uh, it's a new right. thing revolutionizing here in podcast. Popping on, just a people pop are popping on. on. People are popping on. Um, but let's should we just dive right into the mailbag? Because we have so many good questions. I love everyone. Netspot at gmail.com. And if you want to get a part of the conversation, you can always just send out emails to us, and we, we will dig through and we will bring them. in. we don't need to ask for them. Just do it. Netspot at gmail.com and Apple Podcast five stars. We didn't want to have them. Brian, who's up? Next up, it's Cheerboy. That's Aaron Voight. Holy shit. That really blew up my ears. That was That's probably going to be too loud. Oh, is that so loud for you? <laughs> that was a little loud. 
So this one's funny. It's not loud on my end, so I have no. I don't. I don't know how to modulate the sound of my own voice over here. Um, (laughs) Sorry, I'll I'll turn it down. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. We're not gonna. We're not gonna edit that, but um, we'll turn it down going forward. Anyways, uh, next up, True Boy Aaron Voigt. If you couldn't hear, uh, says it's probably Vought, like the evil corporation in The Boys, a fantastic show on Prime Video. You probably don't watch The Boys by. You're f- I, I would. I would have. It's so dope. I'm not against it. And Vaughn's um, the evil Amazon-type corporation in the show. How's um how's the the famous Voight spelled? What's John? His- yeah, John. <laughs> I think it's V-O-I-G-H-T. All right. All right. Well, for now. I don't know. We'll I'm go- not a CPAC member, but. I guess I guess we'll go Aaron Vogt. Is that what you're saying? Vogt? Vogt? Well, Vogt? they call it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, I don't really. We'll go yeah. Vogt. Okay. Aaron Vogd. I'm not sure. Anyway, what do you think will actually be the end result of the season? Wow, he's going all in. <laughs> Jeez. He's, he's really gun to your head, Mike, including what you think of what will happen with the Kyrie situation. Plus, when are the chances when we see Simmons before April? It's like, <laughs> well, just, put, just like, put your cards on the table, Mike. A gun of devastating. You, okay, we well, won't see Ben Simmons before April. Uh, Kyrie <laughs> will be allowed to play at home, and the Nets will win the NBA championship. Op- opportunity to be historically correct here, Mike, because we did just post receipts on Twitter. You know, we did. We had a, we had a blistering take about Ben. We forgot about this that Ben Simmons was potentially likely to get traded to the Nets in July, July fourteenth, to be exact. Well, of not that he was likely. That we predicted. That you basically predicted that. At the time when we were all wondering where Ben Simmons was going to go, at the beginning of the Ben Simmons saga, before the Nets were even in the picture, yeah. Brian had floated. Is this a Nets team? Is this a Nets uh, yeah. possible? This was July, so this is pre-vaccine uh, people, mandates that we had to gotta care remember about. what the world was like in July. Like it was, things were so hunky dory. We were about to just fall out of bed into a championship season. Um, that didn't, that wasn't the case, but back (laughs) that hasn't happened. Anyways, enough blowing smoke up around butts. Uh, do you want to engage with this insane request, Mike? Sure. (laughs) So I'll start with the last question. What are the chances we see some, this is a big deal. I'm sure we have other email back questions. So anyone else that asks us this, um, I appreciate your thoughts and comments here. Do you, Brian, think we're going to see Ben Simmons? I do not. But, uh, Steve Nash, to give a news update, to to ground this argument in fact. A qualifier before April, you're saying, because you said see him, period. And you want to say before Oh, April. say before yeah. April. Yeah. yeah. Be, uh, Steve Nash had said that Ben isn't even doing like one on nothing work. <laughs> mm, mm. That he's not even Yi Jian Leon. There's not even a chair, <laughs> no chair. with which... Ben Damn. Simmons could operate against Forgot the folding chair. There's no chair doesn't exist for Ben Simmons. He, the chair would trump him at this point, which is very concerning. We have two weeks left before uh, March is done and April is upon us. Um, and Ben Simmons can't even handle the Jan Gilan. Jan Gilan. Jan Leon. Just call him the muscle devil. The Just go test. muscle devil. Just go muscle Mus- devil. The muscle devil uh, <laughs> test. The endurance test. Um, before and then Steve was like, before you could even do three on three or four on four. Um, so I'm my concern meter is increasing by the day oh, that wow. we don't see Ben Simmons actually play basketball for this team. Uh, and I don't think this is a mental health thing because they would have said it. Um, and if it was, again, I, I've said this before, like I would, I would be okay. Like I understand, unfortunately, the, the Nets traded for someone who has self-professed mental health issues. And if you do that, you need to support that person. But mm. he has yet to say that has anything to do with that. 
And, and if anything, by him showing up in Philadelphia, I'm not saying his mental health is cured. I know it doesn't work like that, but he shows that he, you know, isn't as as much of a, I don't know, like as as much in the doldrums of his mind as you would think. His mm. back is it must be an, a real issue, and that's a concern, man. Like that's a big deal. So before April, we have two weeks left. I don't know. Do you think he's going to be able to ramp up in two weeks? You think that we're going to get that ramp? How long is that ramp for I Ben don't know. Simmons? Back, back injuries are so hinky. I mean, Aaron's asking tough questions, and he's expecting real answers, and you know, I don't have them, and this is the wrong show for that. Point blank, period, Aaron. So, so suck on that. <laughs> um, just How kidding. dare you try to ask those questions on our own goddamn <laughs> yeah. pod where we solicited them? How dare um, you, Aaron? But yeah, I mean, uh, betting man, if I'm putting five bucks on it, I say, you know, wait till April. That's all, you know based on nothing other than you know putting my finger up to the wind on back injuries mike so some <laughs> some serious Your scientific rigor um, um what do you think will happen with Kyrie's situation i i ultimately do think he mm-hmm. will be uh, allowed to play at home i have to brian apologize to oh. a certain sect of our uh followers yeah on you Twitter. do this is, where's the old apollo tweet uh uh draft don't we remember that so we'll i had an ugly moment with mina kimes where oh no where oh, no. before mina came on if you didn't listen to it mina popped on after the 76ers game she did a pop on something mm-hmm. we're revolutionizing here on the show yeah great great appearance but before that in our pre-show conversation on twitter between mina and i i accidentally ruined the ending of the movie nightmare alley to her assuming that she had seen it but that's not a fair i shouldn't assume I mean, I she's a busy person. I just don't think you conceptually understand what a spoiler is. I think that's part. <laughs> I think that's part of the problem. And and so I know you've seen it, right? Yeah. Do you know? Well, I, this isn't a spoiler, but you'll like this. You know, I eat a lot of. Uh, I pickled my own hard boiled eggs. It's just a real fast, you know, protein boost and Jeez, as a snack. Dude. And so I have this big jar, like you know, a two gallon jar from ikea that is in my fridge and it has like you know a brown vinegar with like a bunch of uh hard-boiled <laughs> eggs floating in it so i call it enoch i call it enoch that's the jar which is <laughs> yeah. which is the name of the jar the jarred baby in in the movie nightmare <laughs> so <laughs> Anyways, disturbing. It's, it's really disturbing anyway sorry go on and that doesn't ruin the movie for no. i mean that's that's no, a, you don't need to do that. So that's, a de- so anyways, See, that's the I, difference between a detail and a spoiler, Mike. Just so we're, anyways, continue. Yeah, <laughs> not like me saying the ending mm. of the movie. Yeah. Um, but so Mina brings it up on the show, and I immediately get defensive. And it was a real aha moment for me because mm. I was in the wrong. Okay, yeah. I I committed the sin, and yet I tried to defend my sin in that in the more moment when I, it was my lizard brain coming out and saying must attack back. Right. Yeah. When really, I should just apologize, and I eventually did. So I'm going to apologize to people on Twitter. Uh, on Friday, this relates to Kyrie, I had tweeted out rather innocently that mm. <laughs> that's typically wait, this- little lizard brain <laughs> rather innocently, <laughs> I'll add. <laughs> yeah. Did nothing wrong here, folks. Yeah. Okay. It was a perfect phone call. Yeah. Um, the, I had tweeted out rather innocently yeah. that- um, usually around Friday, Friday at four o'clock is when PR people will dump. It's called a news dump. Will will dump out information that they really don't want people to pay attention to that they have to announce. And something like that would be that the city announcing 
that they are giving Kyrie and other performers an exemption that if you know they are they are performing in an arena where vaccinations aren't required that they themselves the performers don't have to be vaccinated that's how i think the loophole would work so it wouldn't just cover Kyrie it would cover you know any nick who's unvaccinated that we know that they all are um and broadway performers comedians blah 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 who are performing in a place where unvaccinated guests could come but they themselves cannot be there uh, as a performer but could be there as a guest right the Kyrie loophole um, I tweet that out. People immediately are assuming that I have inside information that at four o'clock on Friday, on March 11th, um, that Kyrie will be, an, it'll be announced that Kyrie yeah. will be able to play at home. Uh, I, then I kind of play up it. I put a uh, time clock emoji. That's, that was your that real was, crime. That was the yeah, only, that, that was really bad. <laughs> you seized on the drama because you can't resist because there's a, a dark genie who rests control of your hands when, when, because everyone's got a little, <laughs> everyone's got a little troll, but you've got a big troll. I got a big troll. Uh, my yeah. my my elementary school mascot was a troll. No way. The Bowman Bridge trolls. What a great. Mascot they should do more of that. There should be more like fan, like high fantasy in school exactly. mascots. Don't you think? We've got a lot of like big cats and stuff. Like let's go centaur. You know, let's get well, some centaurs I, going. Think about when we were growing up. Trolls were big. You know, you put them at the end of your pencil. You know, like those little fuzzy. Man, it was a, I mean, they had the trolls doll. That was a huge phenomenon. It was a big part of our lives, yeah. um, as big as uh, the Lewinsky scandal. It was that and, and troll, truly, truly stuff, troll paraphernalia. Yeah. Uh, so I apologize to everyone that I, and then I also tweeted out a screenshot of the numbers going down in New York and COVID. So I, I was feeding <laughs> it. I was you really feel you're, yeah. Nets Twitter was a, a, a steam engine train, and I was feeding coal into that bad boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I apologize. We got, we got our first like uh, on Nets Daily the comment boards. Shout out to the Nets Daily comment boards, which don't get much action, <laughs> but when they do, they are they are getting increasingly interesting. Uh, where some guy was just like deplatform these fools. Like that's <laughs> we got a deplatform. We got a what's we got a parlor. We got yeah. parlored. Yeah. You know? So so you can find the podcast on Gab and and uh, <laughs> Parler, Truth. Telegram, yeah, Truth Social or something. Yeah. Find us Anyways, there. That's where we're going uh, next. Or Spotify will give us $200 million. True. Could be either. Could be either. Um, um, so but, uh, so yeah. what do we think is going to happen? The, what, yeah. We're still in Aaron's question. What do you think right. is going to happen with Kyrie? I do think he's going to be able to play at home at some point uh, this season slash postseason. I do uh, think that. Yeah. Here's why. Do you want the big take? Mm -hmm. I am pro-vaccine. I am pro-mandates in most cases. But I think what is happening, a lot of public health is perception, right? You have to convince people to comply with public health, to do the thing you want them to do. And by there being this Kyrie loophole, by being this clear example, here's the guy, Kyrie Irving. He's unvaccinated. He plays basketball everywhere else in the world, but yet he can't play at home. But he could sit courtside. You know, we all know the loophole. He could sit courtside and be unvaccinated and be at the arena with other unvaccinated people. If he takes two steps inward, he is uh, an illegal unvaccinated person in a sense. And if he goes back into his seat, he is okay, right? And and we all know the science of that is there is no science behind that, right? And I think that it undermines the entire mandate when you're having such a clear public spectacle where it gives people the ammo people like clay travis clay travis who mm. is like uh i forget he has outkick the coverage is his website <laughs> he's like fox news of sports right i actually think he's okay. owned by fox now his his, his outlet 
Um, it just gives people like that this ammo to attack all mandates. And if you're a supporter of mandates, or you're a supporter of vaccinations, the Kyrie situation is actually one where you're rooting for Kyrie, unfortunately. Dude's not going to get vaccinated. There's a lot of people in this country that won't. And by having these loopholes, uh, it weakens the entire system. So uh, it, it makes sense, public perception-wise, to, to allow people like Kyrie to play. Can I, can I posit a counterpoint for the perception argument? Please. Is this okay. one sec? One second. Oh. This is, I don't want this to be so loud. Please. please. Manufacture tension. We got to work on that drop. Um, 1,400 people have recently quit their jobs over these mandates. I like okay, the way you say that, quitting their jobs. Some people say fired. I agree with you. Yeah. They quit, quit their jobs. They they, they, it was a, they volunteered not to get vaccinated, which, again, we, we don't think that that's the move. But, you know, bless up. Hope you find work, you know. Uh, but... I would say that the perception goes both ways, right? Because on the other side of this, 1,400 people lost, you know, quit their jobs. And now we're kind of making a conciliatory gesture towards this multimillionaire athlete with a cushy ass job. And, <laughs> and I think that there is a sort of classist argument to be made here, which is going to be an interesting uh, needle to thread. Um, because I think you can make an argument both ways like, oh, okay, great. So like, if you're just a, uh, a blue collar lunch pail kind of guy, then the city doesn't care and you have to go find work elsewhere. But if you are a high paid, high influence athlete, um, the city will basically bend over backwards to make any kind of a, uh, accommodations for your stance on the vaccine. So I think it's a tough one for this public perception uh, on both sides of it. I 100% agree. It's a really tough one. There's no winners. I mean, Eric Adams, the mayor, said it himself. If guy runs to play basketball, you just get vaccinated. Um, and I'm pretty sure, I think there's been some debate about this. I'm pretty sure reading the, the not the Keys to New York, but the private employer mandate, the second Kyrie gets the first shot, he can play. And then he just has to continue to get, he has to get the second shot within 45 days. And I don't even think they care about Booster at this point, right? So, you know, if if I'm Kyrie, I would do that because I support vaccinations, but we know Kyrie isn't going to do that. The, my whole thing is that, like, <laughs> neither of us are lawyers, right? And I've been an amateur Achilles specialist, an amateur epidemiologist. I mean, I'm definitely an amateur lawyer at this point. I feel yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I know that yeah. you are. Come yeah. on. Um, but I do know enough about public policy in my old job at WCBS 880, where okay. I cover politics sometimes, Shout and out. laws. And, and laws work best when they're all-encompassing, or they are surgically small. If they are so pinpoint that there's no sort of other groups associated the problem with the private employer mandate is it affects a vast majority of people, but there are these big loopholes where the same person who works for a company, a private company, can't work for that company anymore because they are no longer vaccinated, but they could go into the office and yeah. hug everyone in the office and be allowed to do so. Kyrie Irving can't play at home, but he can sit courtside, right? And those inconsistencies, are they weaken a law. And they make it more so easier to pick apart in a court of law. Now, what would need to happen, this, I pray this doesn't happen because we, our heads would explode, is that like Kyrie would need to sue the city. He would have to get an emergency hearing 
and say, I am being disenfranchised in some way because I can do this, but I can't do this. I'm losing millions of dollars. And it's there's hypocrisy in the law. And I don't want to see that happen. I think it would be a bad decision from Kyrie Irving. I, I, um, I don't, think don't he even would. think yeah, he would win that case. That's that's the other part of it too. I don't I don't I mean like the mandate has been there's a chance. It, the optics of it are bad, but the legislation is fairly consistent. I mean, I know that this seems like a strange thing because everyone's yeah. kind of up in arms like, oh, he's at the game. That makes no sense scientifically. Again, that's not about science. It's about where science meets public right. praxis. Praxis. Yeah. Praxis. Yeah. Mike, and, and, and and just you always said this right. The city wants you to get vaccinated. That's what they want. It's not really as he's not about science. It's actually just they want you to get vaccinated. And so blah, blah, blah. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. But no more of that. That's the last one. Back to, yeah. the, back to the b-ball talk, Mike, which um, with that in mind, next up, cheer boy. That's Piero Infante. That's really the name on this thing. Piero Infante. Uh, do you think we ever see Bruce Brown and Ben Simmons share playtime? I love these questions. These what are a just b-ball a argument. That's <laughs> yeah. like we go from vaccines to yeah. Bruce Brown and just, Ben Simmons. Which let um, me offer this yeah, take you tell on me. it. Go for it. Yeah. Do you think we ever see James Johnson again in a world where Ben Simmons is coming back? Because that's more, I think, the 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 person who has the most overlap in terms of skill and is kind of the, becomes the most redundant, unfortunately. But James Johnson has been awesome lately, so I don't. I feel bad saying that. I, I like James Johnson, but I agree with you. We're like, if Ben Simmons is playing, there's no, like, one, Blake Griffin might as well not show up to the games at that point, right? I know, that's really bad. And and James Johnson, there's almost, like, no circumstance where he would play. It would be very, it'd be like, maybe, like, he gets, like, the eight minutes, I don't know, like, just to mix it up a little bit to be, because, like, there's a world where, like, we think that Ben Simmons is a small ball five, but but Ben Simmons, because of his back, actually like to take the pounding as a small ball five would be mm. a bad idea. So they're playing him ex- like kind of like how the Lakers played Anthony Davis at the four for as long as they could. And then they would bust out Anthony Davis at the five lineups when they really needed it. Ben Simmons at the five with KD Kyrie, Seth Curry and name anyone else you want to Patty Mills, whoever that's like the death lineup, right? That's besides the, the random games where Patty Mills can't shoot at all like the next game. Um, so that's a lineup of death for them. Uh, um, I, I can I, can I tell you something about Bruce Brown? Oh yeah. What are you going to say? Well, I was just saying we, I mean, we, you might be about to say the same thing, but we talked about this last show, but it is insane how well he's played since James Harden got traded. It's like, I would never have thought that James Harden was standing in Bruce Brown's way, but it really appears that it, he has been unlocked since Harden's gone. And there was the classic stat last season where the Bruce Brown, James Harden pick and roll was the most right. devastating pick and roll per possession in the NBA. But yeah. then they didn't get along. They, they didn't do it. They season. didn't do it anymore. Like, and, and Bruce Brown kind of fell out of the rotation somehow. Bruce Brown over the past 13 games. So this goes back to like, this is right before um, Harden has his awful game against Sacramento. And then we don't see him for the rest of his life. 14 points per game half a block, one and a half steals, three assists, and six rebounds, shooting 54% from the field. He's actually shooting 44% from three on two attempts a game. So he's hitting one out of every two, basically, right? But he's that's that's a significant jump for him because he hasn't been a very good three-point shooter. Um, he's been phenomenal. He's been, you know, they, they, they he's always been a very good defender. Um, 
his rebounding has been helped significantly, I think, by the Drummond effect of we've talked about this, just having big old Drummond down there. Like yeah. Bruce has been very crafty. Bruce has made just so many smart plays. He's playing with a, such a high confidence level. Yeah. Now we talk about Ben Simmons and him. Yeah, I don't like it would be odd to see them on the floor together because it'd be two fairly non-shooters. But Bruce has almost become like an essential part of the rotation, right? Well, and Bruce also has enough wherewithal to be like, you got to respect me a little bit, at least a little bit as a, a shooter. Little bit. A little bit. It's not, you know, we're not going to set the world on fire, but he takes open threes and makes them at a respectable clip at this point. I mean, that, that'll that probably come and go, but uh, he has enough sense to be like, you know, I think he knows that, like, I can't just be known as a non, like, range threat at all. Like, that that would be bad for me. He's interesting. When you look at his three-point distribution, like, there's a lot of games where he just takes one three and he misses it. And it's like he's he understands like yeah it's either I'll on take or it off. Yeah. <laughs> and I I miss it I'm not taking another one for the rest of the game mm-hmm. but he's been averaging I mean something like 32 minutes a game over the yeah. over since like the time when Harden's disappeared um, I, I I almost don't I almost can't believe that it's going to be this good let's do this quick break yeah coming back more emails looking for an assist with your credit card but you can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And we're back. Let's jump into the next question. Next up, Cheerboy. This is Austin Stanlicht. Austin. <laughs> I always go Austin Sternlich. Can't help it. Uh, it says, hello. Hello. Assuming the Nets don't win the title this year, hmm, do you have any smaller goals than that should have for this season? Personally, I'd like to see if Kessler Edwards can get another shot and if Cam can work his way back in the rotation. Thank you. Um, thank you, Austin. Interesting question. It is an interesting one. I don't have... No, I think this... Even though I don't think the Nets are going to win the championship this year, there's too much... 
hey, Ben Simmons is back, Kyrie's vaccination, blah, blah, blah. It's like the percent chance of them actually putting this all together is very small. Mm -hmm. You can't, I don't know. I don't really want to mess around with thinking like Kessler Edwards development or Cam getting the back. Like I think Goran Dragic has made Cam, um, you know, he's just going to learn from the bench basically. Goran's been, I've been, I like him as a player. I like Kessler Edwards. I do think of yeah, the like time in which we were watching him was a dark period where we had to convince ourselves that <laughs> that this was going to be a solution to our problems. You know, there was sort of a collective delusion happening with him and, and Daron and that and Cam to a, to a lesser extent. David Duke, uh, <laughs> the David Duke Jr. moment, like that was that was bad. And now we can look back at it with hindsight, being twenty twenty, and feel that and know that that we should never be relying on a bunch of late first and you know second round picks to um to win us games in in February and January that's not that's not what we should do it's um, like when during the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was baking sourdough bread yeah exactly you know and now we look back I, like what were we like, doing? Yeah, we were just I, making I, loaves. I did, of I did bread? that. I, I made bread like three times. And I was like, <laughs> that, looking back, I'm like, wow, that was so strange. How did I? And, and like, <laughs> like what what part of the TikTok algorithm did we all hit like collectively that that made us sourdough aficionados? I don't know, but yeah. So it is a great. That's a good parallel. Um, Camp Thomas is in an interesting spot right mm -hmm. now, Mike. I wonder what you think of him because we were in the Discord. Shout out to the Discord link in the Twitter bio. Uh, his his uh, his dedication to defense at this moment, like now we're relying on a whole different set of utility players and some of them are high energy guys and Cam's lack of energy is sometimes a little bit uh, more apparent than it used to be when it was the Harden led nets. I feel like there's like a, like, um, I don't know. It's, it's, we've lifted up a stone now after post Harden and there's like, yeah. oh, there's some interesting stuff under here that maybe I don't like so much. Some creepy crawlies, Mike, that we might need to clear out. It's and like when not, Pumba not like, lifts up the, the rock yes. and there's all those delicious bugs. Yeah. Just, I mean, and not to say that Cam Thomas is, is like, a, not, you know, yeah, a, he's a, a delicious bug. bug. He yeah. is delicious. Uh, but there is some, some flaws there that might be why he's on a, has a fringe role on the, on the rotation. Well, I can say this overall. I'm very excited for the future of Kessler Edwards and Cam Thomas and Dayron Sharp. On of this course, team. this is this is just in the yeah. immediate future. We want to qualify that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I I kind of like Sean Marks. You know, he he deserves his flowers uh, because I think Kessler Edwards is is if there's like if you keep tweaking him and keep improving him bit by bit, he's a guy that feels like a rotation wing. Cam Thomas obviously has like a Lou Williams like ceiling to his game. Dayron Sharp, I really like. I just wonder, you know, we just need to see a lot more of him. Uh, but this season, like, I, you know, they don't have, they can't really play around anymore. Not that Austin Sternlicht is uh, is saying that they should play around. I just think those two guys are like, hey, uh, we're going to go on a playoff run now. You guys sit and learn. Maybe you guys will get, like, a run if uh, we need to sit Kevin Durant for a game and, you know, what else. But let them learn. Let them sit back. I feel like Cam Thomas, the best thing about him is that he's a sponge. He is mm. a sponge, and he soaks up that knowledge. And um, I'm excited to see what he's going to be like next year after having gone through this rookie season with KD, Harden, and Durant. Next up. Kyrie. Cheer boy. Ooh. That's Ryan, a.k.a. D-Bronx. 1414 from the Discord. Shout out to the Discord. 
um, says, hey guys, how is former number one Harden stand now current disavower Brian doing? Um, doing fine. <laughs> doing fine. It's easy when you have no real emotional connection to other humans. You know, you move on fast. <laughs> move on right away. I so love my- how you tried to, and you did successfully co-opt Mina Kimes into your into well, your uh, Harden is a good person uh, fan club. Whatever I, that I mean, do you want my real take? Is I, I've now gone to the place <laughs> where Harden, the where your read on the Harden situation is basically a litmus test for anyone's EQ. If you're just like pure <laughs> angry at Harden, you just might have low EQ and I can't help you. So you what's know? your EQ? High. Fucking so you're, <laughs> yeah, your take <laughs> emboldens yeah. your thought of your own EQ. Yes. Of course, as always. Uh, he says, my actual question, what's the deal with Blake? I know he's regressed from last year, but I refuse to believe he's unplayable, especially in a game yesterday where we were low on bodies. And he signs off with love. Um, he's done. Love love you, DeBronx. It's an interesting one. And, you know, and this is, goes back to lifting open the, the stone with all the bugs under it sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is one of the bugs um, under the stone that, that Blake Griffin was always unplayable and we were trying to make it happen and just wasn't a good fit and it's becoming increasingly less a good fit as we're playing smaller and faster? Yeah, I mean, I think I think we're still going to have one more Blake game. There's going to be one oh. Blake moment. Dude, there's going to be had. two prom- like if he if we play like Giannis in in the playoffs, like he's actually like I I think he's got a small reputation for being good or somewhat good in moments guarding people like Giannis. You know, we'll have a Alex moment. Schiffer is popping on. Wow, the pop on. You're not. What's lying, up, Ryan? What's up, Alex? We, it's like, how, hold on, Mike, yeah. you can stop talking right now. <laughs> Brian, it's like we never get to see each other. We know who each other are. Like us being on the yeah. podcast together, like heck with Mike. Mike has me on when he gets to the very bottom of his wish list. But yeah. we, yes. us on the show is like never a thing. He's, it's like never a thing. He's such a sick puppy that he he keeps us apart. You know, he keeps everybody. <laughs> he, he can't be. He can't let his friends be friends with each other. That's how he, he he's a disturbed individual. I don't yeah. know where it comes from, but he yeah. he needs help. This That's isn't true. even a podcast anymore, Mike. This <laughs> is an intervention. <laughs> is I an have intervention. the notebook, oh, Brian. <laughs> Before we get started, I just want to say, I uh, hope Shams, Sam Amick, John Hollinger, Jay King, Trey Edwards, Zach Harper, Mo DeKeel. I hope all they're all doing okay because I asked them all to come on today. They all they all couldn't. So and it, it got to Alex. So Alex, thanks for popping on as you're doing today. Thanks for being your leftovers. I'm not even your leftovers. I'm like the food you find on the ground. It's like, yeah, I guess I'll eat it. It's it, it, five second rule doesn't seem to get. What are to you it. doing? Just finding food on the ground and eating it, Alex? What kind of depraved is 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 that like a a sports writer who travels from town to town thing and just never has a fridge stocked with food? Is that what that is? Is that what I'm reading right now? Yeah, I am a dumpster diver, actually. <laughs> um, speaking of dumpsters, how about the Nets, bro, uh, Alex? Um, we, could, we could just patch them right into this last question. We're, yeah, we're, let, we're wondering if Blake Griffin will ever play any more meaningful minutes for, for this year's Nets. It's not our question. It's from Bronx from the Discord. I, I actually think he will, because if you look at the playoffs last year, I mean, he, he did some useful things, you know, when they were down scoring it, towards the end of that Milwaukee series, he was giving them a bit of a punch. Um, and I do think there is some kind of niche of his ability to draw charges. Um, I mean, this is a team that at times can struggle to turn other teams over. So that that's one of the things they have in their pockets. So I I don't think we've seen the last of him by any means. It's funny. I was thinking about last tomorrow's game in Orlando, which I leave for in like an hour. And, uh, it kind of hit me that, I mean, there is, there is something to be said for, 
him and what he if you look at him in December when they had what they played Orlando with him as like their offensive focal point like he wasn't bad I mean it wasn't his fault that was the situation they were in and he, he was reasonable so I I think well I don't think we've seen the last of him yeah and it I just we're gonna get a Blake moment but so you know the brought up the uh, who the Bronx um brought up the point of that like the team was shorthanded and they probably could have used Blake. I don't know what you think. I don't, I'm sure Steve Nash hasn't talked about this, but there's a certain like kind of code when you're dealing with a veteran like Blake where you don't make him run in there and sort of like, unless if it's like a real emergency, right? Because for the most part, Steve Nash has definitely had a conversation with Blake Griffin and said, we're not going to play you because we're playing these guys and this is our rotation. And it's kind of a, a difficult move to then in like a, a tight spot to be like, hey, Blake, I know you did, probably didn't really warm up correctly. Please go out there and play five minutes and, you know, get embarrassed. Like there's some sort of understanding that happens when a guy doesn't play. And Blake, when was the last time he played, like actually played significant minutes? I mean, I can look it up now, but it, it's yeah. been a while. Like it he has. had a little bit of a run this season. I'm looking at basketball reference for anyone who wants to know what's going on. Um, before we, we had, we had another question that I do want you to weigh on. Um, he played one second against the Knicks, by the way, plus two mm. on the pl- plus minus. So if yeah. you extrapolate Tor- that one that second. Back, that Toronto back-to-back is the last time he saw significant action. And coincidence, that's when Steve Nash was in health and safety protocols. Mm. <laughs> oh, so Steve Nash, Alex Schiffer of The Athletic confirms that Steve Nash hates uh, Blake Griffin. Yeah, um, yeah. Ben they Simmons. They can't stand do- each other like you and I. Yeah. Someone asked, uh, are we going to see Ben Simmons – before uh, this month is finished. Do you think we're going to see Ben Simmons within the next two weeks? Within the next two weeks? uh, I would probably push and say probably towards the end of those two weeks, if possible. I mean, I think it would be great if he can go out there next week in Memphis and Miami, given the importance of those games and how they stack up and having Kyrie on the road. And I mean, there's literally three chance like, that game in Atlanta yeah, on April 2nd, I think it is, it, you could argue is the most important game of the season because it end, it might end up being the one shot the big three has, quote unquote, to like play with each other before the, the play-in. <laughs> it's so and, ridiculous. And, and, and given, and unless they can flip and get to the seventh seed and host the play-in, and, and we'll see if, uh, if Eric Adams uh, caves to Kevin Durant. But I mean... <laughs> I mean, literally, it might it might be their first game until assuming they get out of the plane uh, to the till the first round of the playoffs. Like, so I feel like I, I was told um, last week, you know, like a week and a half to two weeks, probably for Ben. And then Steve says, you know, he's not even close to one on one stuff. And then we have to build him up to all that. And I remember thinking, like, well, to me, that timeline just goes out the door if that's the case. So I feel like it's the back end of those two weeks, if not a little beyond that. Yeah, that that Steve Nash quote that he's not even we Brad and I were joking about he can't even do the Yijian Leon workout like he can't even work out against a chair right now. <laughs> Love that reference. Thank Love you. That it's reference. very Netsian. Um, that it, it can't even do it. That's pretty concerning, dude. Like that. Like if you can't if you can't like dribble a basketball against another human being, um, that doesn't portend great things for a guy who hasn't played basketball. Since May of last year, or you know, June, April of I last, say. yeah, like oh, right, because yeah. the season would have been pushed 
a little bit, right? And so, also, of all people whose games could collect rust, his does seem distinctly likely to be rusty, you know, well, in a way that like a Kyrie might not have to shake it off. His shooting stroke won't be off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. like what would maybe it'll Zinger. reverse? Maybe it's like a <laughs> Benjamin Button situation. Could be. Um, Alex, you another we, question? We're, okay. we're, yeah, we're, we got dipping in the mailbag. I hope you can entertain uh, this, our listeners here. Not okay. just. I mean, I know I'm putting you together my little primer for my own mailbag. You inspired Ooh, me. So nice. Yeah. All right, Brian. You ready, you ready for the next up? Ready yeah, for the next up. Yeah, let's do it. That's next up. Cheer boy. That's Nick Perkins. I wonder if Alex can hear the drop. Can, is he able to hear the drop? I can. I got to hop oh. off for a phone call real quick. Hold on. Okay. That's, that's what the pop-in is so for. Pop-in, pop-off, you know? Actually, I was going to do a different one because, well, this one's more of a, a this is better for Schiffer. But this we is could like do a whole episode. We could do this. a meme year, a meme year one, because I, I always feel bad asking him the meme ones. Um, that, what Nick Perkins, so tell me what Nick Perkins is asking, because that's like a All whole right. episode, which is yeah. what what is your yeah, ranking of the that. possible first round opponents for the Nets? Includes play in teams and full round matchups. So basically anyone. Here's your, I, Nick, that is such a good question. That's a whole episode. That's a whole ass episode. That's a whole yeah. ass episode, Nick. Jeez. Jeez, what do you want out of us, Nick? You you and, uh, who was it, Piero and Funt? No, who was it? Aaron, Aaron Vogt, asking asking huge, big, huge questions um, that can't possibly be answered. Tyler Young, um, friend of the show. Wait, who is, I had one great one that I wanted to, not great one, but... Anyways, I can't remember who it was, but it was somebody saying if you had if you had the ability to sit one on one with Kyrie oh, Irving, that's which, Tyler Young. Tyler Young, Why don't you oh, give yeah. him a proper, uh, you know. Okay, okay, right, here we go. Next up, that's Cheer Boy Tyler Young at the Nets Junkie on Twitter. He drops a drops a social handle. Which, by the way, if you guys want to get social, to get boosted, you know that's the way to do it. Um, that that was my mother. And given how I'm never on this show, she gets precedence. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. I totally. Understand. I was so excited. It was like, is it Rich Paul? Is it? Yeah, he's working. Sean Marks. But no, it's your mom. No, it's your mom. Equally um, important. More, more important than both of them. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is a bit of a meme question, Alex. So bear with us, but um, be part of the meme. You know, heck. Uh, it says hope. Hope all's well, fellas. Question for the pod: If each of you had five minutes to chat with Kyrie one on one, what would you say? Wow. What would you say, Mike? Well, I so I, the thing I most want to get out of him is to like fully understand his anti-vaccination stance, even though if he wouldn't define it as anti-vaccination, just because we've never, it, if it's a one-on-one conversation, I want to learn that. Like I need to, like, so I, I grapple with a lot with like the people who don't like vaccinations. I really struggle to understand their point of view. And I would like to know where Kyrie is coming from because we've had some reports like Matt Sullivan of Rolling Stone, that uh, various members of Kyrie's family believe, uh, you know, potentially that this that Satan is in the vaccine, which is um, that would be a big deal. It's that'd be breaking news. That'd be Woodward and Bernstein part two. If Satan, is that really vaccine. sucks. If that's true, yeah, that would be bad. That would suck for how many hundreds of millions of people? It's a lot, <laughs> it's a lot of Satan. It's a lot. There's a lot of there. Satan out there, folks. Um, kind of. <laughs> drop the value of Satan. If Satan was that prevalent. True. You know what I'm saying? Dilutes um, and so I would just want to know that. I, I know that's probably not the best. So like, 
is this five minute chat me trying to get a relationship with Kyrie? Yeah. Well, by you're, doing that, I wouldn't. He's going to stonewall the shit out of you with that no, with that line of questioning. You, you, you got to you got to go in through astrology. This, you know, you got to go in the, through. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, that's how you I go. Tell me how you would talk to him. Brian. Exactly. You start with being like Libra Sun, um, Leo Moon. You know, and let's go from there. Can we connect? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's, and then hopefully that five minutes begets another five minutes where you can begin to pull apart the onion. But it's not going to be. You're not getting into the core within five minutes mike no way you are like the person who when the genie says you have three wishes you'd be like i want my first wish i want unlimited wishes i am i want the new wardrobe i don't know i think it's a legit answer i'm just saying like if i've got five minutes i'm trying to tee up a relationship where i get you know another five minutes is that is that 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 breaks the question i guess that's That's fair Uh, alex you've probably thought about for a very long time if you had a one-on-one with Kyrie, what that would be so as they as the, uh, a reporter who covers the team, what would you want to discuss with Kyrie? Yeah, I uh, I kind of would probably not bother with all the vaccine stuff because I feel like he said all that he plans to say on it. And and he's not going to budge on, you know, where the sources of his information and, and the stuff he claims to know that the rest of us don't. I actually would kind of look forward and be like. So you've played 22 games. You've played brilliant in those 22 games, but you have a player option and you just hired, I believe it's a stepmom for his agent. Like what's your plan for free agency given all this? I mean, you know, teams probably aren't going to offer you the max because of all this. I mean, do you plan to just opt into your player option then kind of worry about the rest next week? Like what's your, you know, the, the story by Joe Varden um, said that Kyrie had told one of his, Right, well, uh, relative. I'm trying to remember the relation, but I think it's his aunt on the uh, the reservation with the Sioux tribe that you know, the best was just a job to him. So I think I would probably spend those five minutes on the future and like, what's your plan and how much longer do you see yourself doing this? And you know, did James departing maybe change your view on either how long you plan to do this and your thoughts on on the Nets? I mean, that the Knicks clearly can use a point guard, are they going to make a run at him and he can still stay in the area? Um, you know, I, I would probably focus on the unique free agency situation he's put himself in and, and the long term stuff, because, I mean, the vaccine stuff, I, I don't I don't know how uh, how that conversation would go kind of to, to piggyback off Brian. And I mean, like I, I've been in all these press conferences where he's been asked this from a million different angles and gotten defensive and kind of ended things shorter um, because of it. It's like if it, if I only get him for five minutes, I'm trying to milk the most out of those five minutes. So going in circles with him doesn't seem very productive from a reporter's perspective. That's yeah, such I guess a, such when I've already kind of gone in circles with him anyway on some of this. I, I guess I took this question as like, I'm getting five honest minutes. You know, I'm getting... So it's to make oh, a Harry it's, Potter it's reference. Yeah. It's Veritaserum. Oh, you, you took it from me, Brian. <laughs> Damn it. Very good. This is exciting. <laughs> Two nerds. Sweet. Um, that's what I'm assuming. But I agree with you. And Alex, you bring up an interesting point, And I hinted this on Twitter. Um, the Nets have fully embraced the Kyrie thing. The the transformation from October where they're like, stay away, to when Kyrie enters the building in that Knicks game, Joe Side gets up from his seat and gives Kyrie this big hug. You know, the Nets Twitter account is tweeting out pictures of Kyrie courtside. The Nets have fully re-embraced Kyrie, right? And I'm not saying that's the right move or wrong move. It, I guess it would be weird if they were icy to him. Um, you know, this question of the extension looms over, 
I, I do think it it just is going to lead to they're going to give him like a three year deal max money that is like in between like you know the four year what he could get on the market but obviously gives the Nets some flexibility if Kyrie decides to stop playing basketball at some point, which is not out of the question. Should we do one more? Let's do one more. You got time, Alex? Yeah, I can do one more, and then I got to hop off, yeah. All right. Okay, next up, that's Cheer Boy. That's Javier Pagan. I love all, the names have been great. There was an Infante earlier. It's just been... On fleek. Um, so this one piggybacks off our last one, which is, was I the only one surprised by how good Kyrie was defensively in the next Sixers game? Is this the Kyrie we get engaged defensively and offensively? How do you see the season playing out? How about the playoffs? So obviously everybody cares about, you know, our ceiling is really married to Kyrie's coming and goings. But is there an argument to, to be made, piggybacking off of this, that because he's played so little this season that he's just hyper engaged he can he can multiply his engagement because he's got fresher legs is this are these dumb takes i I think it's i think it's true i mean Kyrie has always been an injury issue and this him remaining uh a part-time player has kept him he's played 18 games this year you know and that is i mean would it's going to be the the fewest of his career besides the first season in brooklyn when he only played 20 like he's gonna I mean, he barely will just surpass that. Um, he's looked great. Uh, I the, the I took his defensive effort as like, hey, I I don't like you, James Harden, and I'm going to play defense. Um, I still think there he's going to be allowed to play at home by the time playoffs come around. So, um, you know, maybe that'll wear on his body. So there you go, Alex. Alex. Do you, yeah, I feel like the, the Harden situation was a one-of-one one in that it was very clear with both teams. I mean, the Sixers weren't exactly acknowledging Ben Simmons was he was on the court with Patty Mills. Um, he had that weird, whatever you want to call it, dap with, with Doc Rivers. And then James Harden, if you saw pregame or it, right before tip-off, I mean, he runs over to the Nets, the Nets bench, says what's up to like James Johnson, Bruce Brown, like the, those guys. And kind of as he gets his way closer, you know, making his way up, to the coaching staff, getting towards, you know, Jacques Vaughn, Steve Nash, those guys. Then he starts to go, all right, it's game time. i got to run into the stanchion. Mm. So I uh, I felt like that was a one-on-one where Kyrie's like, no, I, I got him. He's mine. Um, if there is a Nets Sixers playoff series, I think we would probably see more of that. But I don't think it's fair to Kyrie, to ex- given given the history of, uh, of expecting that to be the norm going forward. But, I mean, there, are, there have been times where he's definitely guarding. You see him kind of – calling uh communicating on defense and trying to get guys in position but uh but i mean that was like like a jimmy butler um all defensive team hold my beer matisse tybal type performance uh for him defensively so i i feel like that that should not be the expectation for uh for all the remaining games grant i mean there was as we speak today three remaining road games excuse me four because i'm about to go to orlando and then the play-in right now is in Toronto, where Kyrie would not be eligible for. So we are talking about a while. So you might keep saying uh, in time for the playoffs. We have to talk about the play-in before we talk about the playoffs. So there you go. So nice. I uh, <laughs> yeah yeah thought you'd like that. That was very um, ESPN. <laughs> well, it's a compliment. It's a, okay. it's a genuine compliment, Alex. Okay. Um, but. 
yeah, I don't I don't see that being the case going forward. All right. Well, what a great thank you for popping in. I know you got to go. Brian, do do we want to do one more or Alex, do you want to say goodbye? Say another Harry Potter. Uh, you can say anything else about Harry <laughs> what, what are your socials? What are, you, what are you working on next? Yeah, tell people Let's what you're doing. Do some stuff. That, that, um, Al, by the way, Alex won an award for a story that he w- wrote about Steve Kerr. Not about, yeah, not about the Nets at all. Yeah. How Steve Kerr it, essentially was, it was almost a chance where he was going to be flown to North Korea to play Kim Jong-un in basketball or horse or something, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. I got to go see this. So you won yeah, an award, right? Yes, it, thank you. Was it Associated Press? Yes, APSC. APSC. So congratulations. You can find the story probably on your Twitter, which yes. is what? Uh, at Alex2 underscore Schiffer. Yeah. It's my favorite Twitter account online. So. Oh, that's nice. See, you're saying all these nice things about me. He's about to leave. I had yeah. fully planned on taking a parting shot at you and having Brian help me out with it, almost like throwing him a lob and we both he, dunk on he you. You can still I do it. He's he likes it. He's he's sick. Yeah, he's that's right. Well, like I really out. like Brian. How your background says you're help, you're obsessed, seek help, king. Like yeah. I feel like it's like you're like literally the writings on the wall or on the Zoom for Mike. Yeah, like we're trying to send you a message. So I, I hope you got that message. I hope you got that message. message received. Message received. Now you missed our vaccine conversation, so that's the real. Oh uh, well, that's I'm great. That's great yeah. that I popped off just in time for yeah. that. <laughs> All right, Alex, uh, have fun in Orlando. I appreciate it. There's not much to do there, but I'm going anyway. Uh, Enjoy, Brian. Good to pleasure. see you, brother. I mean, yes, like, yeah. like, uh, we'll do it again. Yeah, I Somehow. had a metaphor I was going to use, but I feel like it might offend people, so I'm not I'm not going to bother. But but I hope <laughs> I hope to Put see in the you. DMs. <laughs> yeah, I hope to see you at some point in the near future. I hope Mike keeps uh, doesn't try to keep us away from each other like like he has. Um, I'd like that. It's like not that. healthy for you. It's not healthy for me. And frankly, it's not healthy for Mike. That's so right. that's right. So on that note, uh, take care, boys. Bye, Alex. Good seeing you, dude. Should we do one more or just call it a night? I think it's a, the other ones are all mandate mandate in nature. Okay. So, well, you know, lots of, anyways, shout out to everybody who's emailing about the mandates. We like them. It's just, you know, for the show's purposes, it gets a little exhausting to go around it and around it. I mean, I'm sure everyone feels that, but you know, there's a lot of people who's talking there. We don't mind it. So keep them coming. But, uh, only probably only one mandate question per show, you know, because we'll all, we'll, cause it takes 15 minutes. To answer. It takes forever. Cause you have to qualify everything five times. Um, but yeah, so, but that's it. Let's, let's, let's call it there. Um, are you concerned at all about Seth Curry? The fact that he just missed that game, I'm not. I guess I I think it was explained properly. For anyone wondering, it was basically explained that because this, the tip time was so early that um, for the Nets game, which was one o'clock, um, that uh, that he couldn't properly get his ankle ready for the game. So I guess I'm not that concerned. Okay, that's it. Wow, you can find us on Twitter at BK Glue Guys, Nets Daily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself by the paywall at theathletic.com slash Glue Guys, subsidiary of the New York Times. Uh, Brian? <laughs> Mike, you did a great job. Way to get us out. Yeah. That's See you guys. Bye. Yeah.